Yes, it's Monday, and we all know what that means, don't we? Yes, we do. It's time to talk about ghosts, or, you know, in and out of random chitter-chatter, with me, Kev. Hi, like the intro says. Well, I hope you're all doing wonderfully well. It's a new week. We've had an emergency test system rolled out in the UK, which has caused all sorts of paranoia and controversy, mainly in my head. But my key reason for that paranoia is this, and it's quite simple. You don't buy a tent unless you're planning on going camping. Now, I think that the UK government knows something we don't. Am I being paranoid? Yes, probably. Does everywhere else in the world already have such a system in place? Yes, they arguably do. Not even arguably, they do. And um, I know it comes in useful in the States and places where they're like, a child's been stolen, because that's how you describe it. A child's been kidnapped from Minnesota, keeping out for a red Cadillac, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that works. But this seems to be a little bit more, I don't know. Well, let's put it this way. We were in Liverpool one shopping centre when this emergency test text went out. And not only did it go out to the phones, there was also a siren played in the centre. So audibly, even if you didn't have your phone with you, you would have heard a physical alarm from within the centre. Now, that seems, I don't know, seems a little bit more panic-inducing than, I don't know, I don't know. I don't want to scare anyone. I just think we're all going to die, be it at the hands of nuclear war or at the hands of our alien overlords. Don't you find it, you know the one thing, because I do have, unfortunately, I do have a slightly conspiratorial brain. Now, you could, if you're me, sew together a timeline of events where you're like, okay, so... Over in America last month, they were using Sidewinder missiles to shoot unknown objects out of the sky. The following month, the UK say, we need to get in touch with you in case there's an actual chance that the country becomes under threat. And it's like, okay, well, who would be threatening us? Yes, we're at war with Russia, technically. But, you know, what about these people who live in the sky? Are they coming too? I don't know. I think it's best if we don't panic. As um, that man on Dad's Army would say, don't panic, don't panic. Can't remember his name. Corporal Jones, was it? All the Americans who listen to this now are going, what the fuck is Dad's Army? Well, let me tell you, it was a sitcom from the 70s and 60s, which was amazing, and you should watch it if you can. But amazing British sitcoms aside, we are here to talk about ghosts. Now, first and foremost, you need to know that when you sign up to our Patreon, not only do you support the show which you do, but you receive two shows each and every week just for Patreons. One is a ramble, because as you can tell, I get caffeinated, I like to talk. The other is me and Becca, and we try and discuss something paranormal. This week we looked at spiritual belief from the start of man's... The start of man's life. From the early ages of man, like Neanderthals. What did they believe in? Or what did this book that we read, believe that they believed in. So it was quite a good chat. So that's what you get anyway. So you need to head over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. And when you do so, not only do you get all those shows, you get access to the back catalogue of those, which is over 200 hours worth of stuff. And I also sing your name as a thank you. And the guitar is well and truly out. And we have two wonderful new Patreons this week. We have Stacey Bristol and Emily. And this little, I don't know what you call her, kind of country and western? I don't know. This is for you anyway. Stacey Bristol and Emily, they've done what comes quite naturally to a paranormal fan you see. They've signed right up to Patreon. 
Stacy Bristol and Emily, they've done what comes quite naturally. They've signed up to the Patreon, they're gonna get those extra shows. And I wanna say thank you from the bottom of my swinging brick to you. Oh, I wanna say thank you. You've signed up to the Patreon, you're gonna get those extra shows. Thank you. That was an E seventh, but we are capoed because I know I know there are people out there who try and play a lot. I do don't. <laughs> who would try and play along to that? But if you were, if you're that way inclined, it's capoed on the second. We ended it on an just snapped a string. We ended it on a seventh. And um yeah. Can't believe I snapped a string. Anyway, that's what you get when you play guitar, you know, you've got to back up strings. I don't. I literally am one of those musicians, I can't say it, musicians. Musicians? Anyway, I'm one of those guitar players who, when you buy a guitar, you have the strings it came with, and you play it, and then one, one snaps. You sell the guitar and buy another one. So, yeah, buy a guitar. Anyway, thank you for signing up to Patreon. I hope you enjoy all the extra content that you're going to receive. And if you guys would like to sign up, head over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. Now let's have a paranormal review, shall we? Yes, it's that time of the week where I review something paranormal so that you don't have to bother reviewing it for yourself, leaving yourself a little note about whether you like it and then deciding whether to take the advice of yourself. You see how that's all nonsense? So I'll just do a paranormal review so that you don't have to. Anyway, this week we're going to review a podcast because we haven't done one in a while. And this is one that came on my radar recently or come on my radar recently. I don't know. Anyway, it's called The Confessionals and it's done by a host called Tony Merkel. And you might be aware of it. And if you're not, I think it's a really good one to have in your rotation because there will be some episodes like I, you'll be like, nah, not going to listen to that because it's might he covers the whole gamut of the unexplained and some of it I'm just not into you know I'm not really a cryptid fan as such um but then yeah for example if I just look at the last 10 episodes so there's touched by a bigfoot or touching a bigfoot and the next episode was hunting down bigfoot I'm not going to listen to that you know I mean I might put them on in the background for whatever reason but then there's an episode called hauntings at sea and at home and that is good so I will listen to that I'm not saying the others are bad I'm just not interested in the cryptid area. So my point being is that if you are interested in the gamut of The Unexplained, it's an excellent show. But also, if you're just interested in the paranormal, then there are a few really good episodes that jump out. So all in, from my perspective, and he's a great host too. He's got a lot of patience, if I'm being perfectly honest. Um, and what I mean by that is, because of the because he deals in the full gamut of the unexplained, you know, he's gonna have people on. Like he's up to episode 540. So when you go back through the catalogue, there are people who are like, Well, yes, I speak to people from Zeta Retenculi and like places like that, you know. Um, and he's like, Okay, so what do these guys tell you? And they're like, Well, they tell us that we're not gonna be here long because they're gonna invade the earth. So you've got to take you know, but whereas I'd be like, Nah, he's like, okay, well, thank you for coming on the show. So he's a very respectful and sincere, and you know, he just seems a very patient host. I do really like his cadence, and I think you guys will too. And as I say, if you just want to go there and cherry pick out the paranormal stories or episodes, you can. So all in for me, The Confessionals, hosted by Tony Merkel, is currently two thumbs up to the sky. 
I haven't listened to the others. Do you know, within the, I'm sure it's not. I mean, I hope it's not because I am a relatively new listener. Um, but I hope there's not, there's no sort of like nastiness in past episodes and I'm going to regret doing this review. I'm sure there's not. Do you know what I mean? It's like, but so I've had my fingers burned before by going, this podcast is great. And I've got like 14 episodes deep. And then they're like, I mean, of course, we need to get rid of uh, LGBTQ rights. And you're like, what? I, oh my God, I've told people to listen to this. But um, hopefully that doesn't happen here. And touch wood, and I'm touching wood, like as in a desk, don't be rude. Um, currently, there doesn't seem to be any red flags and it looks like it's a great podcast. So I would suggest checking it out. If you guys are deeper into this podcast than I am and you know something I don't, please correct me. But as it stands, you know, also 540 episodes, this, there's some content there for you to delve in if you like it. So, yeah, for me, currently, I'm enjoying going through the catalogue. Really good host, from what I can tell. So, yeah, two thumbs up as we stand. <laughs> Hooray, it's time for my favourite part of the week, where we get to read your true paranormal experiences out. As you all know by now, I don't pre-read these things because I like to have a genuine reaction at the end. But often it can mean that I fall over my words or I say things and out of context. Um, so bear with me, please. But let's all learn together as we read an email that came in from Samantha. And she writes, it, this is called, by the way, Just a Small Little Story. But that's fine because we have an epically long Reddit corner today. So thank you, Sam. And it reads... Hello, Kevin. Hi. Becca. Hi. And the neighbour's cat. Meow. Ooh, feisty. Here's one for you. You know the cat cafe? Have you got cat cafes where you live? I don't know whether you do. But basically, it's a cafe with cats in. I mean, that may sound obvious. And you go in and the cats are very docile and it's lovely. Anyway, I follow them on Facebook, the Liverpool Cafe. And one of their cats is retiring, right? Aged five. Now... Our lovely little neighbour's cat has just turned five. And I'm like, how are you a fucking retirement age? You've never worked a day in your life. Next, she'll be living in a condo in Florida, like the Golden Girls. Anyway, I continue. I'm not much of a great storyteller, and I haven't experienced much in my life apart from little things here and there. I do believe in these things, but I have a good dose of scepticism. And I probably put a lot of stuff down to jute, and jute, for the newer listeners, means just one of those things. Thank you very much. So my story is super short, so apologies. Don't apologise, Sam. This is your email. I grew up in a 1930s house in an estate in the south, down in Lewes, East Sussex, England. Anyone who knows the area knows it's rich in history, and we celebrate Guy Fawkes, which for any outsiders is just weird. I appreciate watching a gang of thousands of people walking through the town with fire and burning the Pope and all other effigies is slightly out of the box. Anyway, I digress. Most people here are open-minded, but you still can't talk openly about things you see or hear without some looks. My house was a typical small three-bedroom house with thin walls and not much room. I lived with my two older sisters, so we all had to share rooms on and off. So it was common for things to move or go missing or for us to all hear footsteps going up and down the stairs. And I mostly put it down to one of them, so I never thought anything about it. Pictures would move and lights wouldn't work or would go on and off. 
but I genuinely wasn't scared or worried. One day I was in the shower. I must have been 10 or 11 years old, so it was early before going to bed. Then a woman, who looked in her 80s, walked past me, stopped, looked at me, and walked on. I screamed. I remember not being able to move and just screaming, closing my eyes. A lot of panic after happened from my parents, and they all thought I was just tired, so I was obviously imagining things. So it was just never spoken about again. It never happened after, and no one else ever saw anything else. But I can still remember exactly what she looked like. And the fact she looked at me still freaks me out. It took years for me to realise this might have happened, and not something I imagined as a kid. Anyway... Maybe not the most thrilling story, but it still makes an impact on me 25 years later. Massive love to you all and keep going. Why, thank you, Sam. And when you say not the most thrilling, I'm sorry, but if I was having a shower and an 80-year-old woman who does not live in the house decided to stop, turn, look at me and carry on, well, I'd be terrified. And not just in case she then went to spread the word of my tiny genitalia to the spirit world, but I would be genuinely terrified and that is terrifying because also within that it doesn't sound like a residual haunting because if she's turned to look at you she's sentient you know she's not just walking past she's not doing a stone tape theory type of haunting where i always walk this route on the third thursday of every month no one can stop me and i don't see you and you don't see me no she's choosing to stop turn and go hello and then carry on and that's fucking petrifying so, Sam, thank you so much for your story. It is terrifying, and it does deserve to be heard. And more importantly, you deserve to be believed. So thank you for sending it in genuinely and honestly. Now, if you've got a story that you want me to shout out on the show, shout out. I won't shout it, I'll just read it. Email us, please. Contact at talkaboutghosts.com. And I, me, hi, I'll read it out. In the meantime, shall we all prepare ourselves as we get ready to go over to the darkest place on earth. That is, the couch where Becca sits. Ladies and gentlemen, now it is time for Paranormal Reddit Corner with Becca. Yes, so of course, it's that time in the show where I travel down to the dark, dark depths of the beautiful and light and refreshing Becca's Reddit Corner. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Welcome. I mean, thank you. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm okay. How are you? I'm okay. We done a, an escape room yesterday, didn't we, for the first time? We did, yeah. We've never done one before. We didn't, we didn't succeed. We didn't escape. We did all right, though. We didn't do too bad, considering we'd never done it before. Yeah. And because she said it was the hardest one. It was the hardest one. Basically, we had to solve crimes to stop Dr. Watson. Solve in, clues. Solve clues. <laughs> to stop the crime of Dr. Watson being murdered happening. Um, Sherlock Holmes was made. Mm. But we didn't know how rough and ready or not rough and ready we could be with everything that was in the room. Yeah. Because she was like, don't move any furniture that doesn't look like it's meant to be moved. And you're like, what? And then at one point, they're like, there's like um, a radio playing saying, use, push the button on the main desk. And there's no button on the main desk. And then she, the like helpful lady who like works there, comes through the speakers and goes, right, so you need to search all around the main desk. We have to fucking pull the drawers out of the main desk. And turf them onto the floor, you know, so... Yeah, yeah, there was literally, like, race at the back, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, so there's a bit of mixed messages going on. Yeah. 
I did all right. I you was surprised. Well, I was, yeah. yeah. I thought I was going to be absolutely rubbish at this, but like, I put the radio on and changed the frequency to get that message. Yeah. And like, there was a couple of clues that I found and got like, oh, like worked out the puzzle kind of thing. Yeah, you like, worked the puzzle out on the date, which opened a lock. Yeah, and, and then I worked um, the puzzle out on the shapes. Yes, which eventually opened a wardrobe, which had another a room hidden behind the wardrobe. Yeah. All in, it was a very good experience, wasn't it? But yeah, you saying fun. we liked it more than we thought we yeah, would. Yeah, yeah, I do it again. Yeah. Yeah, I do it again too. Um, yeah, and then we went across to this like illusion place, didn't we? Because it was raining yesterday, yeah. we wanted to go for a walk, mm. but um, the weather was against us. So we had a day in Liverpool and decided what we could do. So it was an escape room followed by this place called Quirky Quarter, wasn't mm. it? Yeah. Which is like you take part in like a load of illusions and stuff. Mm. Um, there was one there where there was like a load of mirrors split up, sectioned up, so that like if you stood in a certain way and aligned your faces, like it'd be... My forehead with your eyes, with my nose, with your mouth. Yeah. And if there was <laughs> ever horrendous. an advert against <laughs> us breeding, it was this fucking mirror. It was really horrendous. It was like the stuff of nightmares. There is a photo of it, isn't there, somewhere? Ooh. And it's like, honestly, honestly, we created yeah. a monster. Yeah, it was, the, it was all right in there. It was okay. I think it was fantastic. I thought it was all right. It was quite good. Like, it was fine. Yeah. But at the end... It, it, pay, it made itself worth it in the end, didn't it? Yeah. Because there was a hall of mirrors. Like a spotless hall of mirrors. Not it doesn't do it justice. Yeah, no, it not is, a hall of mirrors. It was like, it was a maze of mirrors. A maze of mirrors. And they were all spotless mirrors. Like you have to go yeah. in wearing gloves. Yeah. So that you don't smear the mirrors. So you actually couldn't see. It was so disorientating because like you think like you saw a clear path and you're like, oh, that's the path. And you yeah, walk and towards you it and it was mirror. mirrors. Yeah. And it was dead funny because there was this young girl in there who was with her mates. But I kept seeing her <laughs> and thinking she was behind us and went... And, and once it was a mirror, and I said to Becca, this is like the Matrix, this girl. Because it looked like when she'd appear, she'd like step out, look directly at me, and then disappear. <laughs> and I said to Becca, this is like the Matrix, this. And just as I went to explain why, she was behind us, but I didn't know whether it was the mirror or her. And it then she so ran odd. past us, and it was her. Yeah, it was so odd. At one point, I saw someone behind me, but when I looked around, it was just me, because the mirrors are all like oddly yeah. angled. It was so... And then as we were trying to leave at the end, this was funny, wasn't it? There was yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a group of fellas, like I think like Norwegian fellas, yeah, who were the match. Um, and, they, and as like, we were walking down, I could kind of see them, but as there's no straight lines, you can't... And as we got down, there was two, like... They were both to the left and the right. Yeah. And you, you don't know how to go around someone. Yeah. And at one point I was like, which one of you is a real? And they both and were, they were though, wasn't yeah, they? That they was the weird thing. It was like, no, two... they can't be because one was obviously a mirror reflection. That's what I mean. No, they're both real. What? What are you talking about? It... No, there were two. Of the same person. Yeah, it was the uh, two groups. That oh. was that was why that was why it was funny. Uh, I think, all oh, right, yeah. Now, now I understand why we all laugh. <laughs> I joined in anyway. Joke. No, there were two groups of people. That's it. It was the same group of people, but you could see them twice, like clear as day. And that's why I was like, right. which one of you is real? I see. But you, you were talking. It was the you both like had your hands up towards each other, like mimes, didn't you? Like two mimes mm-hmm. meeting, and it turns out you was he was the real one. And then uh, yeah, yeah, it was very good. Yeah, Hall of mirrors all down for mm-hmm. maybe not the illusionary maze part. of mirrors, maze of mirrors, because some of the illusions were were a bit shit. Like, one was sit in this chair and have a virtual haircut. It was just speakers either side of your head of, like, scissor sounds. And I was like, what? You yeah. were doing it? And I was like, so what's going on? You were like, just sounds like someone's snipping scissors. Yeah, maybe maybe I was, like, a bit desensitised to it. Because, obviously, you're quite into your audio. Like, you're into your music and, obviously, your podcast and things. So, for you, the idea of sound coming from left to right and going behind you and stuff, that seems very standard to me. Whereas, I don't know, maybe if... 
But whereas that because I'm from the eight, like the seventies and eighties, I think it's like wizardry. No, the opposite. I mean, maybe because of you, I'm desensitized to it and unimpressed by it. Oh, okay. Whereas maybe if you didn't live someone who was so into the audio, that would seem like a novelty, maybe. like the idea of it going left to right and then because the, the although at one point. This was weird, as I'm sat in this chair with the hairdresser. Like, it's the whole thing is you get in a haircut, mm. and it must be the point of it is obviously the sound because, yeah. like, it goes left to right. You are meant to have your eyes speakers. closed, you refuse to do that. Yeah, damn right. And I'm if I had, I'd as soon open them because it started off when he said, I'm gonna get this plastic bag, I'm just gonna put this plastic bag oh, yeah. over your head. And I was like, What? Yeah, even I heard that. So it was like a, you, everything became muffled on the sound, like and like he was trying to strangle you. It was unacceptable. <laughs> the last thing, then we will move on to the red corner, which was hysterical. So, in this like quirky place, she goes, Okay, please go through this door and start your adventure. And you go, Okay, so you go through this door and you're just like in a like small library. Mm. And it was like, well, there's no obvious doors out. So yeah. There must be. So there was a t- telephone there. So I picked up the telephone and this bookshelf moved along the side. Like revealing like this revealing vortex. Like this, this vortex big like, white room. that you're meant to walk through. That's the mm-hmm. start of it. But there was a kid of about 12 <laughs> on the other side of this, this door. And he came out of that. And like like almost panting like, and, <laughs> and then ran off through the exit. And he looks at you and like kind of like... Nodded his head and rolled his eyes as if to say, like, oh, this place. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, God, we're like, where have We you were hollering because I actually put the phone back down and the book place just closed again. And I went, has he been like just like trapped there for centuries or something? <laughs> yeah. Where has he come from? How yeah. has he got here? It turns out he was just obviously gone the wrong way. Um, but anyway, have you had anything spooky other than young children just appearing out of bootcases? It sounds quite spooky. Because here's one for you. We we both have. Yeah. Yes, we have. Don't tell fucking fibs. <laughs> Viscerous, <laughs> violent one. Don't tell fucking fib, Becca. <laughs> the, way, the way I was aggressive as it was, and then the word fibs. I know, I know, yeah. Don't tell fucking porky pies. Anyway, I was uh, lying in bed the other night. About 2am, genuinely, I hear here, on what I think is the front door, but it could have been a wall, a proper knock, not like a creak, not like... Um, it was four times, four knocks, an actual knock to the point where I got up, I got my torch, stood at the top of the stairs. What and torch? On my phone. Oh, right. oh, sorry, I forgot that you've got a knock here. <laughs> what? As if you like sleep with the torch. Was that you? Oh, right, I yeah. got my flashlight. Yeah. Like, what? Um, picked up my revolver. No, I stood at the top of the stairs and pointed it downstairs. The, the torch, I don't have a revolver. Mm-hmm. And um, waited just in silence to see. Cause th- because then I'm, then I'm thinking, but we've got a doorbell. Mm. So if you wanted us up at two in the morning, you'd ring the doorbell. Anyway, I went back to bed and just listened out and nothing else happened. But I mean, it's hilarious. So the idea that you've got up to investigate, but so at the top of the stairs, because we've got two doors, it's like a porch, isn't it, outside, yeah. which you use as an airlock for the neighbour's cat. So from the inside, it's a full door, like a wooden door, like a normal internal yeah. door. Out, uh, and then you've got the main door outside, like yeah. your, your external door. So why you got up and just stood at the top of the stairs looking down at this internal door is utterly beyond me because you can't see a thing. Well, like, it's, it's not investigating. You haven't like looked at. No, it's been better looking out the window. Not to see if I'd heard a knock again or anything. Do you mean to see if you heard a knock again? Oh, to, do you well, know you we just heard remain heard quiet? You, I was vigilant. I know you're just saying it, Dave. You're saying like you've investigated that. Oh, I got up to investigate. You've got up to look at a blank wall. Yeah, but also, no, but also, I didn't know whether it was coming from the wall or it was the door. It was just a definite four knocks. Anyway. Then the other afternoon, we, in fact, yesterday was it? Or the day before yesterday, yesterday, we're sat on the couch. 
The doorbell rings twice. It rang once, I think. It didn't do it. Ding dong, ding dong. I don't think it did. I think it was once. Well, I, I was here too, so it did. Well, anyway, I was here too, and anyway, I think it didn't. During the second ring, I'm like, I'm already up about the first ring, and the door for the tone for the door is right by the couch. Mm. Open the door, no one there. Like, step out, no one there. No one has ran off. There's no noise of feet. There's no one appears to be hiding. Um, and then we, we slanted the blinds in a way that we could look out. There's no one. No, like, there's no... Didn't go again. Yeah, because we're a bit weird. We proper overthink stuff like that. Yeah, like, we literally bought a ring camera there and then. Yeah, we're horrified by unexpected people coming to the door yeah. and we were like absolutely horrified yeah. by it like please only come by a on, by firm appointment only, only. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> with it within the agreed five minute time frame <laughs> yeah. like um yeah we're like horrified by that just by something just going unless it's a delivery which we like accept yeah. um well it was funny because so yeah, we'll because funny enough this is the thing is that like the last two or three deliveries we've had for whatever reason must be the new fucking delivery driver man or whatever mm. they've found this this really annoying way of what they do is they just they ring the bell and leave your item on the step and just fuck off no matter no matter what it is i didn't mind that that much in principle apart from when it was a big box because our door opens out so they put yeah. this big box in and you front couldn't of the get door. out yeah couldn't open the damn door exactly so when i went to the door and seen there was no one there i was like it must be near delivery but there was nothing yeah so i was obviously convinced then that someone was prepping for a home invasion yeah, because yeah, that's the only explanation yeah. I would say. Um, so we set up the one the... camera we had, didn't we? Yeah, and then decided we'd buy a ring doorbell. Yeah, we have said for ages we get a ring doorbell anyway, so it's about time. Um, but then we did see later um, two kids just like running around, didn't we? So I was like, well, that's what it'll be. You know, they were like running and sneaking and hiding behind cars and stuff. So it I wasn't running, sneaking, hiding behind cars. One was yeah. on a bike and one was running with a spade. A spade. Yeah. But what my point is, they weren't running, sneaking, I think they were, they were just like running around the close, which is quite unusual for you, and I, I think it was just being kids. I'm not against it being just being knock and run, obviously, but for it to go to twice, Jesus. that's fuck, <laughs> that's bizarre. Well, we couldn't have timed that any better, could we, like genuinely? <laughs> yeah. I mean, also though, when it's a ring full by a knock, I know it's the postie, because he just wants to make sure that, you, that he's here, and it was the postie. Oh, All right. Um, so yeah, that but that fucking hell, that made that put the shit up me that <laughs> because I genuinely did, you know, the paranormal part of me is like something's trying to enter this house. Um, yeah, so I did got a bit freaked out when that went off when we were talking about, but talk about perfect timing. Yeah, I don't think the paranormal's trying to get in. It was just the kids hitting the doorbell, and oh, it, as I said, this now we've ordered the ring doorbell. Once that's up, which the whole thing will just be completely put to bed because if it happens again, we'll see exactly what happens. Yeah, that's true. And also, just to say, the um, the most awkward thing about me going to the door then, when it rang, is I was wearing two rose-coloured under-eye gel patches, like, to stop bags under your eyes. And as I got to the front door, I went to Becca, I can't answer the door like this, to another man. So I quickly disposed of them. I think you can answer the door like that. You're in your own house, I think you can. Yeah, I know, but I can't. Why? Because I'd end up throwing myself out of a window. When it, it ruminates on my mind, I'd be like, I, I can't believe that, like... Well, why? Because he's... These, Becca, this is a postman is a man who works through the elements and like works with his hands and he's there snow, day, night, rough, rugged man, knock, knock, bang, bang, nice. ride a bike in the weathers. Yeah. And then I answer the door in my flowing gown and eye mask and you go, hello. Oh, you know, we're in a flowing gown. What's wrong with that? You do wear an eye mask, so what's the point? You're in your own home. I think just opening the door. It'll seem worse. Do you reckon? Yeah. Okay. I think you should be fine. 
I know. Just a humiliation. The next time I go to Why the... Why is it a humiliation? Well, because I often frequent the post postmaster's evening class. <laughs> but why, <laughs> that's why? My point. why would there be humiliation? Because I'm a toxic... I believe in toxic masculinity, don't I? Don't believe in it, but like, you know, well, it, it, it harbours heavy on my soul. Well, maybe challenging it in this kind of way is the best way to... You're quite right. It. And the next time we have... When that ring doorbell arrives between 1 and 2 p.m. this afternoon, as it's scheduled to, then you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to put on one of your nighties. Nighties? <laughs> you got a nighties? <laughs> You've got a nighties? I've got a nighties. Have you got a nighties? I guess. Do you know yeah. what a nighties is? Yeah. yeah. Like, like a sleep dress. Like a sleep dress, yeah. Yeah, but I, I don't I don't have like a nightgown, like, which is the type that I think you're thinking of. No, I don't mean like you've got something that you'd carry a candle through I the I, house with. I don't have one with sleeves, put it that way. Oh, God's getting riskier by the minute. <laughs> Tell you what, I'm going to stick it to the man. And I'll say to him, as I grab the ring doorbell off him, do us a favour, tell the posty from earlier, because they all must work together. (laughs) (laughs) When you see the posty from earlier, tell him there's a new Kev in town and he wears eye masks and he's proud. Honestly, I think you could wear an eye mask. Well, then I screwed up and in the bin. So I'm going to blame that postman for my not perfect under eyes today. Anyway, none of this is paranormal. What is paranormal is this story from Reddit. Thank you. You're welcome. Welcome to Reddit Corner with Becca. Oh, that was sultry and quite low. The title of this story is My Ghost Experience, open bracket, or most likely demon experience. Well, close bracket. what can you say? It was casual day and I was hanging out with my family. This was a year ago. I was 15. I was all of a sudden tired and my family had gone to bed. So I went in my room, I wanted to go to bed, so that night I had locked my bedroom door, because that night, seriously, a cursory glance (laughs) would, honest to God. Right, so I went in my room, I wanted to go to bed, so that night I had locked my bedroom door, because that night had some bad people on that street that night, and I was scared of someone breaking in. Okay, so alright, forgive the person who's wrote his grammar, but what we can take from that is they were afraid, they've seen a gang of people on the street, somebody might break in. Yeah. Okay. I'll translate this as we go. If you want. I'll ask if I need you to translate. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. I all of a sudden woke up to a large bag. Boom. Ba- me- bag? Bag, yeah. What do you mean bang? <laughs> me being a teen, decided to arm myself with scissors just in case somebody broke in. I sat on my bed very still just in case I heard anything. Then all of a sudden heard footsteps walking up to my bedroom door. Terrified. I felt paralysed with fear, not yeah. being able to move. Then I heard, uh, I think they're trying to say guttural, mm-hmm. growl. Then I started to hear something climbing on the roof in my room. That's spooky as fuck. I just sat there in fear, not being able to move. Then I felt something sit down on my bed, and I could feel cold air on my neck. I asked, hello? In fear. <laughs> hello? Then something growled in my ear really loudly. Then I felt a shiver down my spine. Then whatever was was there got out of the bed. I felt the bed lift or become lighter. And then I heard another bang and then silence. I felt so frightened that I couldn't move for a while. Then I slowly calmed down and couldn't sleep for the rest of the night. Can someone please tell me what that is and what I just experienced? You know what? All f- gen- genuinely, seriously, I know that we often read these Reddit stories, and we don't. As I said, we don't. We don't mock them. We might like certainly um, 
say whether we believe them or not or whether it sounds mm. authentic or not. For me, that sounds very authentic. Penned by a 16-year-old girl. Mm. There are several points within that for me which shout authenticity. One is the length. She's not trying to drag it out to say, and then again, da, 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 you know, it's like mm. three paragraphs. Yeah. Two is how she describes it. He's quite... I don't know what is she. Is it not mentioned? I'm, I've just picked... That's what I'm surmising from the way it, it's been written. No, I don't think so. Just a teen. Okay, fair play. Um, okay, well, they... How... Um, another... The second point why I think it's authentic is the way they've termed the events taking place. It's quite factual. It's like, I had footsteps coming up. There was a weight on my bed. I had a growl in my ear. There was something on moving on the ceiling. Within all that, they're all just descriptors. Mm. They're not like, so I... You know, there's no story element to it. They're not trying to tell, in my opinion, a fabrication. Mm. They're just delivering events. As you would, like, if... For example, if you're telling me that the, the cat, who our cat hates, was going across our back garden, you tell that as in, like, oh, she was pouring up the window, I looked out, the black cat was there, this happened, you know, fact to fact, you wouldn't go. And I mused over it for a while and wondered... Mm. Just why would this black cat be in the garden? Which is often you see within embellished stories. That contains yeah. none of that. Okay. Well, someone's commented, I would be praying to God for help. Sounds evil. Fair enough. Which is nice. Um, and someone else says, just saying the name Jesus scares those shits away. Try your best not to get scared. That's what they feed off. Is she talking about individual magpies there instead of... Yeah, no, that's not a thing. That's just you. Literally just you. Who does that? No, no, I'm pro- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There is more than me in the world who, when they see one single magpie, does something. No, people do things. They don't do your convoluted monologue. It's not a monologue. I say, good afternoon or good morning, Mr. Magpie. How's your wife? Jesus, Jacob. Yeah, so the common thing is with a magpie, there's a rhyme for magpies, isn't there? One for sorrow, two for joy, and so on. And if you see one, you're supposed to salute it to... Oh, I do salute as well, yeah, yeah. To, to negate the bad I salute one. while I'm saying it. To all. negate the sorrow, right? To like, what is yourself against sorrow? Mm. So a lot of people will salute a magpie, fine. Yeah. But there's also, you would say good morning to a magpie. I will accept that some people say good morning to a magpie, mm-hmm. or good afternoon, or whatever. That's it, that's the end of it. Other people say you Jesus say, when they see a magpie. No, they don't. You do? So, so you say both good morning, how's your wife? Yeah, go to ask how his wife is. Just belt out the word Jesus, you and then Jesus. go, Jacob! Yeah. <laughs> and you do it in that tone every time <laughs> Jacob I've also got to be very careful how I, where I put the full stops in because otherwise it says good afternoon here's a magpie salute oh that's it and you say salute salute do I? yeah you say you you go good afternoon Mr Magpie salute salute how's your wife <laughs> Jesus Jacob <laughs> <laughs> that's it and that, so you've done it so many times it's actually stuck in my head it's like okay a, fair enough yeah fair so why do you why do you say salute, salute? And why do you me? belt out the word Jacob at the end? Somebody told me you so should weird. say Jacob. Um, I don't think it is. I think you started saying Jacob when we watched Ozark and one of the main characters, an evil, not an evil, like a, a hard knock kind of violent mm. character, drug dealer, was called Jacob. And for some reason, you've got them melded in I don't there think. I, I genuinely don't think that's the case. <laughs> I, genuinely, I genuinely don't think I'm that much of a fucking simpleton <laughs> that I'll be like... I really like this programme. What do you say when you see Magpie Kevin? Jacob. I go, Homer Simpson. <laughs> I don't think... But it was around that time. Because I, I've seen the evolution of this. You always used to say, hello, good morning, Mr Magpie. Salute, salute, how's your wife? 
that was it for yeah. a while, and you would salute. And then somebody said you should say Jesus, point... and I'm a Catholic, so therefore I was like, well, maybe you should. Okay, so you added on the word Jesus. You just randomly throw in the word Jesus. What made you then? Throw I can't the word recall Jacob? where Jacob came into it, but I'm sure somebody said something like. Um, you should always say the word Jacob because magpies in the biblical sense have something to do with Jacob. Da, 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 da. Something to do with Jacob. Well, I just picked it up. So maybe you are a simpleton who's like easily influenced. <laughs> I don't know. Someone once mentioned the word Jacob in a sentence to do with magpies. You know what? This, this is arguably this is how religion started with snowballs <laughs> like this. If I lived to 90, which I'm not going to, but if it did, arguably you could take the story on and give it to like a relative of ours. It probably won't be any children of ours if that mirrors anything to go by. Because they'll be in a circus. <laughs> but you could, you know, if you give it to like a nephew or a niece and just say, here's the sayings your, your, mm. your uncle used to say about magpies. And in 4,000 years' time, they'd be like, yes, we almost prayed to St. Kevin, king of the magpies. For he taught us the prayer. And everyone will go, morning, Mr. Magpie. Yeah, How's salute, your wife? Salute, salute, salute no, Jesus, salute, salute. How's Jacob. But there'll be more added on by that point. Mm. Do a little dance, make a little love, get down tonight, moonwalk to the moon, here's a magpie. Yeah, I, I, never, I never really knew why you just threw on Jesus. I certainly never knew why you threw on Jacob. Well, that's why, why you, you need to be careful where you place the sentence, how's your wife? Because, you know, if I say, salute, salute, how's your wife, Jesus? Well, one. How's your wife? Jesus. Jacob. <laughs> how's your wife? Yeah, that does, that's the full stop. How's your wife? Jesus, Jacob. I, I don't get. I was just saying the word. Does anything either? Just saying these names. Magical power. There's a magical place where on our way there. Are we? With magpies a million all under one roof. It's called magpies. That was the Toys R Us theme. Anyway, this has gone far too long for a red corner. Twenty-five minutes. Honest to God. Oh, I'm sorry. Am I keeping you? <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you very much for inviting us into your corner. You're anything you? Any parting words before I kill you? You've got to stop this. You've know, got to stop just, threatening to kill me on the podcast. I don't, I don't know. I know it's the weird. thing is, when I say any final words, <laughs> it does sound like I'm going to kill you. So I just throw in before I kill you. You have, you have to stop this. Guy, seriously, if I suddenly disappear from this podcast, reach out. And if I don't answer you, he's killed me. <laughs> and, and I need you to, to flag to the police that, that I don't he... think you, they don't need to do anything. It'll be, you know, there's audio there out in the world. And you're, you're, you are, I'll make you a deal. If I kill you, it will be because I've, I've, I've had some sort of absolute breakdown. So I promise you that if I do, oh, I will. Thanks, sweetie. That's really weird. Really I'll, release a, I'll release a <laughs> podcast to admit it about that. The confession. It'll be called. No deal. <laughs> no deal at all. It'll have really cool intro music. 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 And we'll feature children. I'd actually rather just live through your breakdown if that's okay. all right. I don't okay. see. Are you going to take me down with you? Tis your choice. Tis your choice. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. Okay. Nice. Well, uh, thank you for joining Reddit Corner with Becca. Um, dial two nines and uh, keep, keep, the, keep the last one ready. I say that all the time and you've robbed that from me. But what we should actually say is dial three nines and get ready to press dial. Because otherwise they've got two buttons. But you press. might accidentally press dial. Like I did. To tell you about that time, this is the final thing I'll say. I'm checking this out now. Um, did you know that if you've got an iPhone and you hit the side button like three times, it does an emergency call? I've heard that, yeah. Right. Well, and we haven't even touched on the emergency alerts. We'll have to do that on Patreon this week. But anyway. That's something to look forward to. Yeah, yeah. Um, because you have that much shit in my pockets, um, I wear tight jeans because I think I'm 12. We're very tight jeans. All right, back. Fucking hell. <laughs> anyway. Clearly, as I've walked, this button's been getting pressed in and out. And he had my headphones in. And 
I just read like a song because he had like the, like Spotify radio on, so it just goes from random song to random song. Just like ooh comes in my ears, and I'm like, oh, I don't know what this is. And then he, uh, hello, um, like whatever it is. And like, I was what's like, your emergency? Yeah, I was like, what? What? And I pull my phone, like things are falling out my pockets, so I just reach for my phone, and I'm like, oh, I'm really sorry. No, no, there's nothing going on. I'm really genuinely sorry. Because in my mind, because I'm such a fucking panic person, I can go to jail for that, or they can find me. Um, Seems a bit much. Yeah, exactly, it does, doesn't it? just shows where my paranoia sits. Although, if you ever do do that, you should say to them, oh, I'm awfully sorry it was a mistake, and like let them know so that they don't think that you're trying to do like a subtle call and you can't speak to them. Well, really, you know what I mean? <clears throat> it's worth saying, like, oh, I'm really sorry. Yeah, well. And they won't send you to prison. Yeah, okay. But uh, I do want to discuss in more detail this emergency alert mm. that went out. But we're not not now, not now. Okay. It's already an, almost a full episode's worth of just this. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, Becca. You're welcome. Tatty, bye. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.